Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What do you wish that they would spend more time teaching in driver's education? That's just a fancy way of asking what drives you crazy about drivers these days consistently. What's the deal? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. We want to talk to you. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. Uh, so my 14-year-old is in driver's education. Oh, God. I know, right? Everybody so stay off the road. It's fast. weird. They grow up. Um, it's crazy. So he, um, I've been over here. So he's doing it online, which is one of the ways you can do it right now. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and Everything's it's, online. I'm telling days. you, like, and there are like some rules. They still and they have are to get ruthless. behind the wheel though, right? Eventually, yes. Okay, good. But he's just doing the academic, like in sure. the seat. And you have to yeah. do 30 hours of this and they have to be on camera the whole time. And it's like, they're very, very strict about this because you can't. Skip. Yeah, they so, don't want you, you know, pretending like you know something. Right. You don't when you're on the road. So I'm sitting in the room overhearing his his class last night, and the and the instructor is like, okay, uh, you know, one of the things we're going to focus on today is the zipper merge, and I was like, hallelujah, thank God they're actually paying attention to this. I wish more people would take driver's ed again. This is great news. Now, my 14-year-old, who knows everything, said to me, I don't need to take that part of the class because I already know everything there is to know about the zipper merge. sounds like the teenage answer to all things in life. I appreciate that. I already know this. But I also kind of felt puffed up about that because I was like, I've been teaching him about the zipper merge. I find it to be very important. 651-641-1071. What do you wish they'd spend more time teaching in driver's ed to anybody? It's just a fancy way of asking What's driving you crazy on the road? Let's go to Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Daniel, thanks for holding. What's uh, the thing you wish they'd spend a little more time teaching people in driver's ed? Well, Colleen, great minds think alike because my answer also is the zipper merge. And um, the zipper merge, when it's done correctly, it helps reduce congestion. And people think someone's doing a bad thing. Mm Mm-hmm because they go down that that far right lane on the freeway, which is not busy, Mm -hmm. and then at the end you merge in. Well, that's a good thing. People think, oh, wow, that person's really rude going down that road by themselves and then merging in at the end. Well, Mm -hmm. if more people did that, then there'd be less congestion on the freeway. Daniel, I could could not have said it better myself. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And here's the little secret between you, me, and the fence post. Uh, the the person who's coming up on the right-hand side, who's like in that open lane, 
the person who everybody else is thinking that person's a jerk. What we're thinking is you guys are all real dumb because you've been standing in this, sitting in this lane. No, I don't understand at all where people got it in their heads that they need. (laughs) Well, and it's not just a zipper merge. I will say merging writ large is something that the world needs to wrap their minds around because there is a, there is a good way to merge and a bad way to merge. Zipper merge is just obvious. It's like you go to the end and then it's, you know, one car, one car, one car. Mm -hmm. Like it's, that is a thing. But like merging in general is something that people don't seem to understand how to do. Like people who just like swerve over immediately, like you're going with the flow of traffic. Mm -hmm. The best thing that I was ever taught was when I first was trying to get onto the freeway, merging onto the freeway, my instructor, because I I merged, but not fast enough such that the cars behind me had to slow down. And the first thing that that driving instructor told me, which I have like, you know, I hear in my head to this day is like, your job is to not slow down oncoming or, you know, the the, right. the oncoming flow of traffic. Right. So everything you do when you're merging should be to not slow down traffic. So if you're more concerned with where you are in time and space and not the flow of traffic around you, then that's going to lead to issues. And I wish people would, generally speaking, wrap their mind around that because they don't seem to know how to do the that. The acceleration lane. To accelerate. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. You're supposed to be speeding up. Uh, let's go to Tina. Hi, Tina. Tina, Tina, what is it that you think that they should spend more time teaching in driver's ed, Tina? I'm so ace clean right now. I have a 15-year-old. Um, I'm from Minneapolis. They won't teach kids to drive in the city. There's that. There's passing, like it's okay to pass people and just not stay the 40 or 35 mm-hmm. or 55 or 60 behind them. Just go ahead and pass them. Flick them off underneath, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a lot of just like basic things that I felt like were common sense that I learned in driver's ed. She's not getting that. I'm, I'm a little concerned, to oh, be honest. Oh, that's interesting, Tina. Um, thank you for your call. I, I will be honest. I, I've been listening a lot to the driver's ed because I'm I'm learning things that mm, I had forgotten, like things like um, when you are passing on a highway, like on a two lane highway. Yeah, it is OK to go up to 10 miles per hour over the speed limit in order to pass. Now, like I knew I would just do it yeah. like I want to get around this car. Yeah. I'm going to. But but in my I but having the permission of the rule of like it is a OK to be going 10 miles per hour over the speed limit in order to pass. I was like, well, that's interesting. Now, don't quote me on that. That's yeah, just what I heard. Uh, the the thing that always drives me nuts in the city is when you're turning from a one-way to a one-way. Ah. Uh, left turn on a one-way from a one-way. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. One, mm-hmm. I'm going one direction. The cross street is also going one direction. And people who don't understand that if everybody's going one way, you can turn on a red right. light unless it's posted, right? right? Like if it says no, no turn, turn on, on red, red, then you can't. Right. But like if there are multiple lanes on the road, you can all turn on a red. Yeah. And I hate getting caught behind the middle lane on a one way where the person thinks they have to wait till the light happens. Right. In order to, you know, go through the intersection. Yeah. And it's just like, so I don't even, I used to get like all hot and bothered. Now I just go, you just got to go to the far lane because usually the person in the far lane understands that they right. can turn. Because they're adept at yeah. that. They're like advanced. But everybody, when it's, you're turning from a one way to a one way, you can turn. You can turn. On a red. It's okay. Unless it's posted. Let's go to Lori. Hi, Lori. 
Lori, what is the thing you wish they'd spend more time teaching in driver's ed? Oh, you guys are hitting on all of them. I moved here from Chicago about two and a half years ago, and I just have to say I love Minneapolis. My husband's from Minneapolis. But some of these things are Minnesota things, like the zipper lane in Chicago. Nobody gets mad when you zipper lane. It's common. Everyone knows how to do it. Um, The other thing is turning right on red, that it's okay to turn right on red unless it's posted. And I've I've been behind a stop, a red light with someone, and I kind of tap, tap on my horn. And they flip me off or oh, yeah. give me this look because they don't know they could turn red. Yeah. Right. Red and, red. and you're like, I'm using the horn to alert you to the fact that you're asleep right, right now. Yes. Lori, I feel you. Thank you for your call. That's the other thing. Like, can we not get offended at every horn honk? Yeah, that's that's a rough one because I have like oh. lowered my horn usage in the current climate. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want to end up. On, on the wrong television. side of a horn. Because <clears throat> people will take things very seriously. It's so true. Let's let Sarah have the last word on this. Hi, Sarah. Sarah, what is the thing you wish they would spend more time teaching in driver's ed? Uh, what to do when an emergency vehicle is driving by. This is I good. I feel like all we were taught is like, because uh, I'm like, well, I don't remember what I learned, but just get out of the way. Right. But, yeah. you know, Right, like when do you like when do you pull over and stop? When do you just pull over and make way and keep the flow of traffic? Like, what do you do, Sarah? Thank you for your call. And also, when there's an emergency vehicle that passes you, that doesn't mean you then get to speed behind it, right? And like ride its (laughs) jet stream. Um, Really quick, I wanted to just add a couple emails that we got uh, from Brian. He said uh, so many things, but here's just a couple. One, why do people cut the corner when they turn left? If I'm pulling out of a place, the people need, uh, turning in almost hit me. And number two, why don't people pull over to the right when they're turning right? Don't hold up traffic to turn when there are people behind you and plenty of room to get out of the way, right? So, like, if it's a wide street, like, yeah. you move over to the right to turn right. You don't turn right from the middle of the street. Yeah. Also, one more from our friend Taylor who said, which driver has the right of way, especially at a four-way stop? And I will tell you, I did hear them working on that yesterday. Oh, so good, good. that is on, that is definitely on the docket. When we, oh, and then we got this from Maria, and I cannot agree more. Roundabouts. Your job when you're on the outside is to yield to the inside. Your job on the inside is to just keep driving. Keep moving. Keep it moving. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Tom Bergeron is speaking some serious truth about his exit from Dancing with the Stars. What did he have to say? We're going to find out after this on My Talk 107.1. Tom Bergeron is uh, telling us a little bit more about his departure from Dancing with the Stars. And uh, what is he saying? Well, we got the answer to that on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Hi. What's Tom Bergeron trying to tell us? So I am here for a Tom Bergeron truth telling. He did so talking with Bob Saget. I'll get to him in a moment, but anyway. Stick uh, a pin in there. He was talking to Bob Saget on Bob's podcast and how he felt when he and Aaron Andrews were summarily let go, fired, whatever you want to call it, from Dancing with the Stars. And he did make a statement at the time, uh, which we can talk about, but I will say it was nice to actually hear him talking about what happened. So I know you're thinking, dear audience, Also, I think just to, to put a pin in it, I think he needs to go back to Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I feel like that ship has sailed, but in a perfect world, if I were casting, I would send him back. Anyway, um, for the audience who may or may not understand or who doesn't understand what a Tom Bergeron is, he was 
a host on Dancing with the Stars along with Aaron Andrews. Mm-hmm. Like the host, sort of the main host along with Aaron Andrews. I don't know if she how long she was a host, but he was a host for, gosh, 15 a, years, I a think. A really long time on Dancing with the Stars. And he did that uh, at the same time as he was, a part of the time he was on Dancing with the Stars, he was also hosting America's Funniest Videos. Yeah, Tom is like a, an institution in Hollywood in terms of hosting. Like, he's just a go-to guy when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, he... And one of the things you'll learn about in the podcast, if you choose to listen to... um I, the name of the podcast I don't have in front of a Bob Saget's here for you podcast. One of the things you'll learn about Tom is sort of like his history and just kind of what kind of guy he is, which, you know, that's interesting, fascinating. Somebody who's worked that long in Hollywood and have a, had a relatively successful career. This is not just some flash in the pan. This is somebody who has, you know, put in the time, has learned a few things. And even though I did not appreciate the format of the podcast, it was an hour and a half of a lot of rambling. Mm-hmm. And Bob Saget is maybe not, you know, he was a good host on America's uh, Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. But maybe not the best podcast host, at least it's, this episode. It's definitely a judge. different skill. And I will just really quickly say about Tom Bergeron, what I find interesting about him is what makes him such a good host is he doesn't make himself part of the narrative, which is conversely, what is the biggest complaint about Tyra Banks in his place yeah. is that she makes it about her. He didn't do that. And he was such a good host because of that. And you almost didn't really miss him so much until he was gone. But that quality is why he's no longer yeah. the host of the show, because the world has moved in the direction of you need a personality driven host. So here's what he says to Bob Saget. In all candor, the show that I left was not the show that I loved. Again, he's talking about when they were pulled um, in 2020 ahead of the 29th season. And it was a shock, I think, to all of us. Oh, it felt like it came right out of left field. In all candor, the show that I left was not the show that I loved. So at the end of the season, that turned out to be my last season. I kind of knew. So I took everything out of my dressing room that I really wanted. It was kind of obvious that we were kind of butting heads. Why were they butting heads? Well, he goes on to say the great majority of the time that I was there was wonderful. There were personal cha- there were personnel changes that then behind the scenes happened and those people and I did not see eye to eye on how best to present the show. Particularly when we were at a point where it was only once a year. Um and you know I uh, this particular time uh, I think it was 2019. I can't remember the seasons because, you know, they sometimes right. have multiple seasons a year. It doesn't matter. Um, you may not remember, but there was a season wherein I know you do, but the audience might not remember. There was a season where a very divisive. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Political figure mm-hmm. showed up on uh, the show mm-hmm. by the name of... Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer. Mm-hmm. And... That didn't sit well with Tom, and he clearly made it known. He he says of that, let's when he was speaking to the producers, he's like, let's be an oasis for two hours every week from all the nonsense and the divisiveness going on right now. He was telling this to the showrunners. Let's not put po- political people in there. However, they did. Yeah. And he, you know, he said so at the time that he left. So it was clear that this was the reason that he left. So it's not like we're learning anything particularly new. Mm -hmm. But I do think the notion that he wanted a show that could be an oasis from the sort of crazy media world that uh, was going on around us through politics and all that jazz. Like the fact that he was pushing for that you know, made me love him just a little bit more. But also, I just think that that's at least there is somebody fighting for that in the world we live, because I think increasingly it's it's harder and harder to find a place for that point of view. I think that, you know, you're right. Absolutely. And he probably was a little bit of a dinosaur in that sense of like there are two ways to to go about getting ratings. And one of them is a is a sure thing. And that's to lean into the thing that is capturing everybody the more and more that's what people are doing is leaning into that and tom bergeron was like holding the reins of like guys let's not do let's let's be the oasis yeah but that is less of a sure thing i'm sure you know people at the time that that decision was made it's almost like everybody was primed and ready to you know spot the politics everywhere and then think about the things that we've been learning is right. that systems are designed for divisiveness mm-hmm. in order to get eyeballs. <coughs> Facebook. Thank you. What? Good point. Yeah. Good point. So, so, and, and that's what, you know, the showrunner said, like, we're basically going in a different direction. We're doing this. So you either are on board or you're not. And he was not. He wasn't along mm-hmm. with Aaron Andrews and they went bye-bye in the car car. And Tyra Banks came in because I'm sure that was not an issue for her oh, as she long as she had the opportunity to, to shine her own spotlight. Yeah, and wear big weird Q-tips. Dressed like a dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I will say he has the world kids. Tom Bergeron has this beautiful gratitude for all that he has in the middle of that interview. And it's just, I love him even more. Yeah. All right. We'll be back with uh, celebrities behaving badly. D-Bag. Celebrities behaving badly. We like to tell you about them every day on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. And uh, we have a name for them. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Thank you for asking. It is Timothy Chalamet. I know. Timothy Chalamet. Star star of stage, stage, stage and screen. He is everywhere these days. And because he's everywhere these days, people ask him questions. And it was an answer to a question that earned him not crazy, stupid idiot status, Mm. crazy, stupid celebrity status today. From people, Timothy Chalamet on Army Hammer controversy. That's worthy of a larger conversation. So in a new interview, 
not just like somebody caught him on the street, but in a new interview for Time magazine. Yeah, where he'd sat down and had time to chat. Yep. And I'm assuming it's because of Dune. As Dune. Al, Dune. Um, or however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that he was asked about these questions. Uh, or he was asked this particular question in a new interview. And he, quote, demurred, according to the outlet. And said, quote, I totally get why you're asking that. Again, the question that was asked was about the sexual assault allegations against his co-star from Call Me By Your Name at the time, Army Hammer. Mm -hmm. And you'll remember Army Hammer facing sexual assault allegations. Mm -hmm. That hasn't gone anywhere. Still happening. And so they asked him, Time Magazine did, and he said, I, you know, I totally get why you're asking that. It's a good question. It's a good question. Mm -hmm. But... And usually when you when you hear that, but, you know, something disagreeable is coming. But it's a question worthy of a larger conversation. And I don't want to give you a partial response. You deserve more. Mm. So that to me is like PR. That's adorable. Exactly. That's a PR response for I'm not talking about that. Now, again, they co-starred in a film in 2017. Mm -hmm. He is not besties with Army Hammer. To my knowledge, they're not kicking it at the bar. Uh, in Grand Cayman on occasion. I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. The moral of the story is I get that Timothy Chalamet wants to talk about Timothy Chalamet and his career and his moment in the sun. However, I would just like to remind Timothy Chalamet that um, you live in the world that you do. And whenever reporters start asking questions, I know your handlers would like to prevent as many awkward or difficult questions as possible, but that's going to happen. And the fact that you're, prepared response right to a guy who um you worked very closely with in a film who's been accused of sexual assault the fact that your response to that is you deserve more of an answer than i can give you in this setting you know what that says to me is i'm lazy and I'm going to try to make it sound like this is about something bigger than it is. But what I'm really trying to do is not give you any answer at all. Yeah, he wants to change the subject, which, again, I totally understand. But to give the answer that, like, that's a really big question that we don't have the time. Well, like, but you actually somebody had the time on your team Mm -hmm. to craft a better answer. Like, there's just no no reason. I mean. Also, these aren't new allegations. It's not like yesterday there were headlines about what Army Hammer did such that you and your PR team haven't had a chance to respond, which would be totally valid. You're like, I'm promoting a movie. Why are you asking me about something I haven't even I don't even know anything about? This was like years ago. This is now probably two years ago that we're going on these conversations, at least within the last year for sure. Uh, against Army Hammer, where they made headlines such that he was being removed from job opportunities And, you know, again, the very tabloids and publications you're talking to have covered this in depth. Why are you why don't you have a better answer? Right. And there's a way to change the subject that also acknowledges the story that says, you know, I I've heard these allegations. I think it's important to listen to women who when they are, you know, there's a way to do it and then go and I'm not comfortable you know, saying more or whatever, but there's a way to acknowledge it and, and pivot. Yeah. That it that isn't so wishy-washy and sort of dumb. Just answer the question. Yeah. The question, you know, I, I don't have the verbatim question, but if it's something like, 
What do you say in response to the allegations against Army Hammer that were, you know, sexual assault in nature? Mm -hmm. I think those allegations are terrible. And um, I hope no woman has to ever deal with anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that the authorities are looking into what they need to. And I don't know anything personally about it. It shouldn't shock you that Army Hammer didn't sexually assault women in front of me, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I don't believe the victims in this case. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. There are so many more effective yes. ways that that would, you know, that you might even think people would disagree with your response. Sure. But there's a far difference than than just this response leads more people to ask more questions or right. to have less faith in your ability to answer that question. Yeah. Which just for somebody at the level of Timothy Chalamet, just from like a PR standpoint, seems like this was a huge missed opportunity. Big time. Big time. Thank you. Thank Who's your you. D-bag? Mm, I'm gonna say it. It's Madonna. What? Listen, I'm sorry, but if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna take Chloe Kardashian to task for doing this behavior and Madonna does the same behavior, we need to also oh, no. call did, it out. What did she do? Her aggressive photoshopping. Oh, God, that girl. She lives in a different photographic world. And I get it. Listen, I understand. I understand. Sometimes, as the years march on, we just sort of, things fall into a different place. Oh, well, she doesn't look anything like her. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, I mean, more than we like have any... eyeballs. Yeah. So there's, um, there's a spread in uh, the Daily Mail that does a side-by-side of... Some pictures of Madonna out and about uh, in New York City on Friday night. And um, the she apparently like led a bunch of people singing like a prayer on some church steps in Harlem. Yeah. And there are publicity pictures of this event. And then there are Madonna's pictures of this event. Yeah. And the pictures that Madonna posted of this event that ain't Madonna. Camera one, <laughs> camera, camera two. two. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, there's a stark difference. It's significant. And I just want to call it for what it is, which is just like I get it. Like I said, we all start to look a little more ramshackle as the years march on, but also we have eyeballs, mm-hmm. and so we can see. And, and I will say, you know, and I think we all can experience like the first time you see. Like your face with the filter, you're like, ooh, that looks good. And right. then you're like, but that's not me. Right. That's not who I am. No. And so then you, you know, refrain. You just don't post the photo. Um, but yeah. Unless I mean, it's really obvious that you know you're using a filter and it's for fun. Right. Like there are times when there's a filter that makes you look a certain way and you can use it and be like, ha ha or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. But she's not ha haing. She wants us to think she looks like this. Yeah. But and I, girl, wonder I if love she you, really Madonna. wants us to think that she looks like this. What do you okay, mean? Okay. I'm here for whatever is about to happen. Meaning that I feel like Madonna is definitely aware of the fact that she doesn't look like that mm-hmm. and that it's all just kind of part of her art. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. I will say, I if I may just expose, I happen to know because Holly said this to me off the air the other day. I am here for the butt flashing Madonna. Yeah. If this is part of her art and if this is her examining her own mm, aging process by denying it, then, you know, OK, I'm kind of here for this art <laughs> I, project. I don't know. I think you're being a little too gracious to Madonna. I think that it's clear from her interview on um Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. that she's trying way too hard. And I get it. 
You know, know. she used to be the center of a certain part of pop culture in terms of like she was able to set the narrative. She was able Mm -hmm. to create a story. She was able to do something edgy and, you know, count. She was never really countercultural, but like she was a she was a Disney version of that. But increasingly, it just it's become a I think growth and maturity is understanding where you are. And mm-hmm. I don't think that she has had enough people around her to craft a world vision that accurately reflects where she is in the world. Enough people what I mean around is her there that are a she lot would of actually listen to. Yeah. And young people who are just trying to appease, you know, and and I like I wish it were different, but I just I that's the impression I get. I'm like, why are you trying so hard? Oh yeah, it doesn't seem like there's anybody in Madonna's universe that ever challenges her. Yeah. Or if they, I mean, if they do, they're Boy. not sticking around for long. Diablo Cody. I mean, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's no. like, and what I'm she, what I'm actually saying for those of you who don't understand the reference, Diablo Cody had been hired to help write her biopic, and Diablo Cody apparently was, had a different vision, artistic vision than Madonna did. And um, Madonna was like, bye. Everything you need to understand about Madonna is watch the Jimmy Fallon interview when she talks about why she had to do her biopic herself. And Jimmy talks or like makes her feel like she's so revolutionary doing this. Nobody else has done this. And it's like, no, honey, the reason nobody else has done this is because people don't want to see what you think about yourself. We got that in your career Mm -hmm. with your music. Mm -hmm. We want to see something that shows us the way things more accurately were, or at least distanced from your own ego, mm-hmm. right? And that's the problem we all have with biopics where the entertainer, him or herself, is so much a part of it, is you're not getting the distance. Right. I mean, sometimes the distance is a little too far in the case of, you know, Queen, when they basically were telling their stories and not Freddie Mercury's. But again, when you listen to the way she talks about it, she's like, well, you know, men have been telling stories for so long. It sounds like a great story, right? right. She's like, men have had the power for so long that I, you know, a woman needs to do this. And it's like, well, okay, I'm all here for that. Mm-hmm. But that woman doesn't have to be you. Right. Because are you going to get the best? Like, frankly, if I were Madonna and somebody wanted to do a biopic, I'd be like, I want to see what the world thought of me in these moments. So right. you go do the thing. Right. Well, also, also, can you trust somebody? Can you trust the telling by a person of their own story when they can't even put up a true photograph of themselves on Instagram. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, are we, we're going to get the filtered version of her entire story in her biopic. And you're right. I bet that tells you everything you need to know about Madonna and how she wants to be perceived. And I just feel like there's an opportunity for growth <laughs> still. Yeah. I mean, I look, I love Madonna and always will. And I just think that, you know, but like let's just let's all just call it what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we return Too on the Colleen and Bradley show, filter. we've got another D bag. This one comes in the form of a body language expert. Oh, my favorite. Oh, you're going to love this one. Uh, we are, I'll, I'll tell you who this body language expert is analyzing when we come back after this on my talk. One oh seven one. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Sometimes we have an excess of D bag. Oh, so much D bag. And um, we like to throw it over here in this little segment. It's a D bag double down. Okay. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. <laughs> 
D-bag double down. Um, okay, so it's going to be a body language expert uh, by the name of Karen Donaldson. Oh, this is my favorite career choice. Oof. Okay, so... When we, I grow up, I want to be a body language expert. Uh, this is from a, an edition of Women's Health Magazine. And body language expert Karen Donaldson does the hard, hard work of analyzing the body language of a very famous couple. That couple is Britney Spears and Sam Asghari. Okay, okay. Now, what Karen Donaldson has done is she has taken five separate photographs of Britney and Sam. Okay, five photographs at random. And she has like analyzed, yes, she has analyzed their gestures and explained what it means for their relationship. In photos? Yep. Okay, so she's not even bothering herself to look at video of them no, together. Uh, no, these are photos. Okay, so, so I'm just anyone gonna, can play the home game. I'm just going to walk you through a couple, and you're, these are going to be very predictable and eye rolly. Okay, so before you even look, Bradley, what is the narrative that we talked about it yesterday that we are be, that we are to believe about Sam Asghari and Britney Spears? Oh well, he's constantly telling us how he's taking care of her. Mm. It's, you know, that's his lioness. Mm-hmm. He bought her a puppy so that the puppy would protect her from baddies. It's all about him being her protector. Yeah. Right. Because she needs that. She's she so can't take weak. care of herself. Yeah. I mean, she's only the most successful woman in all of pop music. Yeah. Oh. And she needs to be, Party. she needs to go from the conservatorship, which was set up to take care of her. Yeah. Because she's weak and powerless. To somebody else taking care of her, right? Mm-hmm. She, yeah, that's whatever. somebody has a... a Daddy's mm-hmm. gone, so mm-hmm. now we need a big, strong man. Okay. Number one. Number one. We have a photograph of Brittany and Sam sitting on... It, it appears to be courtside at some sort of game involving a ball. Okay. Guessing it's a basketball game. Um, and she's got her legs crossed, her arms crossed, and she's hiding her head in his neck. He's looking up and smiling uh, very bigly, smiling bigly, and we learn from this photograph, according to body language expert Karen Donaldson, Sam is one of Britney's safe spaces. Mm. Her folded arms are a defensive gesture. Um, even though she's smiling, she's embarrassed, but she's turning to Sam for comfort and reassurance. Or maybe she's cold. No, Bradley. No. I mean, it looks cold to me. Her boobs are. Practically hanging out, and no, she's Bradley. wearing like a very thin top. No, no. Oh, okay. All no. Right. All right. Body what language expert says I'm just looking at pictures. Wait, she's that's what she's doing. Turning to Sam for comfort. Now let's look at number two. Also, where do you go to school for this? I don't know. I have so like, many. There's questions. a book on like if somebody does this, then it means this. I have a theory that there was one person at some point who claimed to be a body language expert and all the other body language experts read that that. article. And then they read other articles by other bot and it's not a thing. Yeah. It's like Penny McCracken wrote a book called like how to intuit when you move your hands and legs. And now everybody is studying that. Okay. Number two, uh, he takes pride in the fact that he's a safe space. This picture is of uh, Sam Asghari, and he's in a tuxedo, and she's in a fancy dress, and they're at a dinner situation, maybe a wedding or an award show or something, and he's leaning toward her, and his arm is going across her lap, okay? Mm. Sam has his hand across Britney's lap, which, again, is a shielding gesture. (laughs) I'm going to protect you, lady. Resting your hand on someone, in some cases, can be a possessive move, but here's what makes this protective instead. Sam's reaching in front of Brittany rather than wrapping his arm around her. 
I actually feel like wrapping your arms around somebody is the, the less aggressive gesture than putting your hand over their lap. But that's showing that he is a defender of Britney Spears. Okay. Because she can't defend right. herself. Yeah. So now we know he's a safe space and he's a, her defender. Also, she's at ease with him. Another picture of the well, two of them so. out to eat. She's uh, leaning into him. She's got her head on his shoulder. Here she leans into Sam and rests a hand on his shoulder. At first glance of the photograph of them in still life, it may just seem like she's leaning into frame for the photo, but it's more than that, says Karen Donaldson. How do Donaldson. you know that, Karen? She's a body language expert, Bradley. Yeah, but she doesn't know what, she's not, does she have ESP? Are you questioning? She might have ESPN. Her talent? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I don't understand how she knows what happened before the photo was taken. Britney's sharing intimate space is an indicator of trust. And her fingers... Or that the person goes, hey, lean in because I want to catch you both in the same photo. But Bradley, her fingers are relaxed. And that mm. lack of tension in her hand is actually a testament to how, how Sam makes her, her feel. Oh, you know what they say about relaxed digits. <laughs> my, my fingers what? are so relaxed right now. <laughs> um, now, I just want to finish. Well, there's two more. They're on the same page because they tilt their heads in toward each other mm, in photographs. Okay. By closing the gap in their bodies, Brittany and Sam care for each other, and it's very obvious. So um, obvious. Yeah, and, and also you need to know they're a united front. This person needs... I don't know. This is like, there has to be a better language expert, body language expert. Because I'm not saying you can't tell some things from body language. I mean, sometimes it's so obvious, right? Right. But, um, okay, by the way, I tried to go to her website. Yeah. It won't let me. It thinks I'm a robot. Well, which robot. Why can't she read my body language to know I'm not a robot? Why do they, does she think you're a robot? I don't know. Okay, now this is better. Okay. She's a celebrity communication, body language, and confidence coach. Again, I, you know, like, I don't doubt that this is a legit thing, or at least it's no more or less legit than a lot of, like, celebrity indulgences mm-hmm. that we allow ourselves, and we do that routinely here on the Colleen Bradley Show, but, but I, you know, saying that you're going to look at five photos and you understand anything more than you and I could just sit down and kind of come up with, I don't feel like anything you just shared isn't something anybody looking at these photos couldn't have figured out that yes and also it very much follows a narrative that we've been fed that sam asgari is there to protect her which tells you it's more than just the body language it's also leaning into some narrative well yeah like anybody who's been following these stories which i'm sure that karen does right she's got an understanding of how People are covered in the tabloids. Mm -hmm. None of this is new. I mean, you can pick up on this real easy. Yeah. You know, it's like when, you know, somebody talks about being a psychic. Like, I'm not denying there are some special things going on out in the world. I, But for the most part, I remain highly skeptical. And she, again, is just using what's right in front of us to tell us what we already knew. Right. It's just confirming our own. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if somebody sat down and she was like, actually, Brittany is in a lot of pain. And you can't, you don't notice that because in the photo, she's smiling. But look at this. Well, see, and then you like zoom in on something and you're like, oh my God. And like, the that's truth the is, kind of, fingers. And the yeah. truth is, you could find pictures that would tell a story like that. And also, I could be influenced, right? Like if somebody said, did you see this one little piece of a picture? Yeah. And then analyze that, anybody would be influenced by that. Yeah. Anybody could look at it and. And fall, sort of lean into whatever that is. Yeah. 
You're right. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a little hocus pocus. Mm-hmm. Karen Donaldson, I see you. I'm not saying we see you, but Karen. congratulations on your success. When we come back on <laughs> the Colleen and Bradley you. show, what is the limited time only fast food item that you super look forward to? 651 641 1071. We will take your calls and chat with you after this on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. At Nutritional 